Welcome back to the Thought Police. Um, we're back from holiday. Yeah. Unfortunately, the MPs are still not back from holiday. They're <laughs> yeah. still on holiday. But we should talk about the holidays because you went yeah. to a fascinating part of the world. I did, yeah. I went you to went Tanzania. all the way to Tanzania. I had a fantastic time. Did you? Absolutely I, marvelous. I saw your Facebook pictures and I must yeah. say, I was quite jealous of all those rather I mean, exotic looking animals. It's in, is it just incredible. So we had six days on safari and... Um, Safari, by the way, is Swahili for journey. I, oh, didn't, right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, so, it's, so uh, does that mean a safari jacket is also... A, a journey jacket. A journey jacket. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, right. And we flew into Dar es Salaam. Right. And then the, early the next morning, we took one of these little Cessna Grand Caravans, they're called. And they're like camper vans with wings. Oh, right. And we flew over three different little airstrips. And finally, they dropped us off at this place in northern uh, wow. Tanzania. Kids in the Maasai Mara, yeah. And then we stayed in quite sort of posh tents uh, with campfires and stuff right. like this. Are they more like sort of yurts or something like well, that? Well, no, they're like proper sort of... They're like, I guess they're like the sort of tents you would have seen Ernest Hemingway yeah. sort of stay in, right. you know, in the 30s and Quite 50s. big. Yeah, very big. Double mm. po- uh, four poster beds, right. uh, full proper toilets, right. proper showers. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and are they stationary? They, they move around? So they're around? semi-permanent. So okay. they stay there for the season right. and then they... Pull them down. Okay, but it was so that bit was in the in the Maasai Mara when the Great Migration was taking place, right. and that's the, all these millions of wildebeest. You, honestly, it's impossible yeah. to describe just how many of right. them there are. They, you, there are feet, acres and acres and acres just carpeted with wildebeest, right. and, and they all kind of get to the, to a river that they've got to cross. And there's massive crocodiles in the river, right. and they wait for a moment until so one of them, it. One, it's exactly like Brexit. <laughs> no one wants to do anything, right. and then one of them thinks sod this and right. goes for it, and then He's they all Boris. they all pelt through right. it. And the and the zebras, right, yeah. who who accompany them, right. are very smart, and the zebras hold back until mm. all the crocodiles are eating a wildebeest, right. and then the zebras, then, they then the zebras bolt over. So we did that. Then we flew into the central Serengeti, which was lovely, and then. We had two nights in this place called the Ungoro Goro Crater, mm. which at one time was a massive volcano, and millions of years ago it sort of blew itself right. out, and is now this eighteen-mile caldera. Wow. So you know, this just a cliffs, big sort of crater, a massive crater, but inside it, it's like Jurassic Park. Okay. You know, it is. There's thirty thousand animals sort of in there, right? And, and it's presumably it's, it's dormant now, is it completely? Oh yeah, it's totally. There's no out. kind of sense. No volcanic right. activity. But honestly, mate, you, you drive around in these converted Toyota Land Cruisers mm. with a sort of pop-up roof so you can peer out. Right. And you are 10 feet away from a cheetah and it's right. two little cubs, you know, or... Aren't you worried leopard. they're going to, like, jump up on you? No, because apparently they don't see the car as anything threatening because right. okay. they're so used to the cars right. now that it's not a problem. The only... The only moment of sheer horror came when a lion was on. They were we caught got into the middle of this lion hunting right. some gazelles, right? right? And the lions were moving around all over the place, and it's just like you see it on David Attenborough. Right. It's remarkable. But as this lion, a big lumpy lioness, walked past this Toyota Land Cruiser, my eldest decided it was time for a selfie and right. leaned half of his body Oi! out behind him, said, "Dad, Dad, selfie!" And honestly, the lion sort of. Flashed a look Blimey. at it, and I thought the next shot is going to be this lion clamped around yeah. Theo's head. But anyway, oh God. thank God it didn't. But I can't tell you, it was absolutely wonderful flying about over Africa. Yeah. The people were fantastic. Food was good. And are you with a sort of other a group of no, people? No, just the fa- we just don't like you. doing that. So we just sort no, of I don't. we just booked it our family, mm. and okay. I arranged all the flights. But so there's nobody else there, I suppose, is what I mean as well. Uh, no, there's people come and go, but you right. you don't get attached to right. anybody. And, and what you're about food? How's, what do you eat then? Food's great. Each of these places has its own chef. Oh, so, so they're cooking night. for you? Yeah. 
Okay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Right. You take a lunch box with right. you. Really nice. Okay. It's fabulous. And then we we topped it off with a few days in Zanzibar. Right. In, in, not in one of the resorts, but in Zanzibar City itself. Okay. Which was fantastic. And it's quite poor, isn't it, Zanzibar so, City? Yes, it is, yeah. And there's a lot of... Because my daughter was there, funny enough, not that long ago. She went, bizarrely, uh, on a, um, a sort of charity trip yeah. with some people from the UAE, because that's where she's based now. Yeah. And it was a UAE-run charity yeah. where they go and build, literally build hospitals and schools and all that, because despite... What you may think about my politics, my daughter <laughs> is ridiculously left wing. She's a generous, nice person. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> and I'm going, what the hell are you thinking? You know, and I'm like, you're going to do what? Yeah. Because she also quite likes lounging about drinking cocktails. Yeah. I said, what do, you, what do you mean you're going to go and build hospitals? Yeah. And she was sure to pour in cement. She sent me the pictures. Amazing. Of but then, good for her. Uh, she went and had some time on the beaches, which yeah. were beautiful. It's incredible. But also the, the centre of town. Yeah. she said was was really quite poor. It is. There's a lot of. It's very poor. It's like it's not as bad as if you've been to India. You know, if you yeah, go to Mumbai or you know, one yeah, of those I was big in Delhi. Cities. Well, anywhere in India, the poverty is unbelievable. It's, I mean, it, that it, that scale. It's not like that, right. but it's not. It's just only one step removed. Mm. And um, but they, I can't tell you that honestly. The people are so lovely, and they want to talk to you. So yeah. learn a bit of Swahili and all of that. Right. And you you wake up in Tan, uh, Zanzibar city, and at the crack of dawn, all the fishing boats sort of come back yeah. in. And about 20 blokes jump out of these little boats and they haul them in and right. get their nets and stuff. And you just think life probably hasn't changed there for right. three, four hundred years. You know? yeah. Here's a fact for you. Tanzania is Tanganyika and Zanzibar, Tanzania. Okay. So that was the coming together. I was after, going to ask you, are they still part of one yeah. sort of... So they never were, but right. when the British left in, I think, 61 or something like right. this, they... These two places got together yeah. and uh, and formed one republic, and I would recommend it very highly to people. Okay, it yeah. sounds wonderful. It's really nice. So, did you eat local sort of um, yeah. fare? Like, what would you yeah. say was what people eat mostly? And that's quite fish, a lot of fish. Yeah, yeah fish, spicy foods, right. spicy kind of curry style yeah. stuff. Lots of um, like lentils and rice uh, and and flatbreads. Okay, and just just nice. So pretty you know, good. Goat yeah. barbecued goat. I'm a fan of goat. Actually, they have it at Barrow Market. It I'm was so amazing. middle class. I can tell you that. It was amazing. Uh, what about? You must have found. Did you find an Irish bar? Because why? Didn't find going, an Irish bar. He's going to the most bizarre no. parts of the world. Yeah. And finding some, you know, J P Murphy's. Yeah. You know, cold Guinness here, no matter where you are in the That's world. Right. Right? Showing, showing the GAA yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, didn't find an Irish bar, but okay. they did. They do have a fantastic beer over there called Kilimanjaro. Okay, which were unique. Did you see Kilimanjaro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kili's on the uh, border with Kenya. So when that, we, that I would love to see. Uh, I've never. Uh, I must admit, I've never had any great sort of desire to go to Africa. Yeah, I know that it's that it's got so many things to offer. Yeah, but it's never been something that I've been really, dri- you know, really driven yeah. to do. Well, I, I, it cha- it really changed my opinion. I've been to South Africa, right. once, and I've been to several countries north of the Sahara, right. you know, Egypt right. and all of that. But Tanzania, I went. I'm be honest. I went a little bit nervous, yeah. you know, because I didn't quite know. Well, what so to your expect. kids are quite young. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's a dangerous place, yeah. but I mean, it's quite. It's, un, it's, it's not what you might call kid-friendly on the face gri- of it. It's quite gritty, yeah. you know, if you want it to be. Yeah. And the week before we went, there was a, a terrible disaster where an oil t- a petrol tanker yeah. had, um, had come off the road and tipped over. And all these poor people had come up with their sort of plastic bottles and everything mm. to collect the petrol. Oh, God. And, and, and then it had gone off. Right. And there was like 70 people just yeah. charged just to death yeah. instantly, you know. Yeah. So it is that kind of place where, you know, it's very much a developing nation. Yeah. We've never, as a family, we've never 
try to worry about that too much. You know, yeah. we make sure we got all the right vaccinations yeah. and the malaria pills, yeah. and we make sure we stay in decent hotels mm. and stuff like this. But I think you I know, mean, is there, what did you get a sense of the, a security kind of issue, for example? No, no. I mean, not I know. Sure. I mean, I know lots of people who've been to South Africa. And I don't mean necessarily about ISIS or anything like that. Yeah. Um, or what's the uh, the Nigerian one that uh, uh, I can't remember the ones that yeah. kidnapped all the girls. You know? Oh yeah, the um, um, not the Mau Mau. The um, no, I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, South Africa certainly. Yeah. I know from my sister's been there, and when lot of guys from talk sport when they're during the World Cup. Yeah. You know the advice was you know you'd be very careful where you go at night. Yeah. You know it's quite lawless. You know people right. you'll hold you up at gunpoint. They'll nick your car. Right. All that kind of thing. Well, you know? well, I was robbed at gunpoint in South Africa. I very, think you've told me yeah, that story. Very yeah. unpleasant experience. Yeah. Which, which I wouldn't like to repeat, but. And I didn't have a sense of that in Tanzania at all. Maybe mm. in Dar es Salaam, which is the yeah. big city, um, I wouldn't go wandering uh, around that ne- those sort of neighbourhoods. Right. But I wouldn't go wandering around the Bronx at night, you know, no. I wouldn't, or Southampton. No, definitely not or Southampton. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a guy shot dead in Kentish, or not shot dead in Kentish Town, but shot in Kentish Town yeah. last night. And also, I think yesterday, yeah. a guy shot dead in Sydenham. Oh my God! Well, in South you know, London, I'm yeah. so close to Holloway Road, and it's like every yeah. week there seems to be some. Atrocity yeah. being committed over right. there. So, so no, I didn't. I didn't feel. And did nervous. the kids love it? I mean, loved I bet it, they did. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And I think they just loved the sort of, you know, you know, it was the opposite of a package holiday. You know, yeah. they loved the sort of stuff that we had to get ourselves to the airport for yeah, six yeah. o'clock, and this tiny little mm. plane was buzzing. Well, I remember just before you went, you had your passport crisis, didn't you? Did yeah. That all oh work my out god. Fine? Yeah. No, it's because you had to go at five in the morning. Literally that morning, yeah. I made the classic mistake of not having. I yeah. had one week short of six months. Yeah. After our entry date, right. which means, and I sort of went through that moment thinking, oh, it'll be all right, I'll talk my way through it at the thing. But there was no way it would have been all right. right. The visa process to get into Tanzania is a real pain in the arse. You right. have to, I mean, I don't know why, but you have to queue up to show them your passport. Mm. Then you have to queue up to apply for a visa. Yeah. Then you have to queue up to pay for the visa. Yeah. Then you have to queue up for them to give you your passport back with the visa inside. And this is all what, at in the, the airport. At the airport, yeah. And there is no way I well, would have Well, here's one for you, right? Because I was puzzled by this. I went to much closer to home, to Portugal, yeah. which is a place I used to go to quite a lot uh, to play golf. I used to go to little golfing trips with, with our mutual yeah, friend yeah. Greg. I'd been there as a kid with my parents. We went there once to Albufeira yeah. you know, Lovely. for a summer holiday. But I hadn't really been, you know, with my kids or anything like that. So I was looking forward to it. And we stayed at this beautiful resort. But when we left, and I'll come back to what we did when we were there. When we left, right, we, we arrived into Faro Airport, which is very modern, brilliant. We went easy jet, uh, which was good because there was all sorts of uh, British Airways strikes going yeah, on. Totally and in about, fact, yeah. there was a strike this week, wasn't there? That's right. Which was supposed to be the biggest BA strike. What are talking about BA, actually? Well, we can. Yeah, I think yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Because BA, it seems to me, yeah. has gone from being the world's favourite airline to yeah. the world's most shit out Disaster. Literally yeah. kind of in the space of a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but when we left, so we arrived into Faro. Um, it was um, relatively sort of uh, quiet afternoon, but it was, you know, really relaxed, very sensible. Somebody was waiting for us to drive us to the place. We went uh, through passport control, literally just like that. There was, there was, I think, three people in front of us. No, you know, because sometimes yeah. you arrive in some of these European airports and it's literally like mayhem. You yeah. Know? Don't worry, mate. After Brexit, that will be... Your well, everyday experience. But well, anyway, you say that. Don't get. But here's what it's like before Brexit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so when we were leaving, it's a slightly different state of affairs, right? right? So first of all, massive queue to get onto EasyJet because while Britain is very advanced and you can go through Gatwick's North Terminal and I'm sure any other EasyJet uh, uh, place of departure, and you do your own bags. There's thousands of, of places you can go. You know, it's a very quick process. You go through security. It's actually quite well organised. Yeah. 
This was not. Right. So it was one cue for the bag drop, right? Which went yeah. on and on and on and on and on. It yeah. took about half an hour. Yeah. Then we went upstairs um, to do security. Now at Gatwick, you do security and passport control in the same place, right? right? You put your passport and your uh, boarding card down and you go through. Yes. And you're done. Yes, that's it. That's right. Yeah. So this one, though, no. You right. go through. Um, so we took all this time to get through the, uh, the security which didn't seem to be very well organised. We got all the way through that thinking, okay, well, now we've got some time because uh, my other half doesn't like to get on a plane before she's had a couple of glasses of wine yeah. because she's a little bit nervous of a flyer. Yeah. And she's like, we're not going to have time for this. You know, she's getting all rancid. We then turn around the corner and another massive queue to go through passport control really? on the way out. Oh, my God. On the way out. Yeah. And I'm going, we're And you've got to go through it when you come home as well. Well, coming home actually was good because it was quite a late flight. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand why. Why do they have to if, do that? I don't know. Yeah. But I don't, and I, and I said uh, to her, I said, I don't know why. They, and they, she said they'd been to Malaga um, a few weeks earlier. And she said the same thing happened. Yeah. So what the hell is the European Union doing yeah. if it's allowing, you know, European airports to, to make people wait that long? I think What's we that should, all about? I think we should leave the European yeah, Union on the basis of I think you being get mildly, better. mildly inconvenienced. No, not yeah, mildly but... inconvenienced. You don't know what I have to go through when I have I to can travel. Imagine. With Someone of your stature no, as well. No, nothing to do with that. People said, all I can, all I autographs. Tell you, well, I did get recognised on the plane, believe it or not. Did you? Yeah. I'm sitting there. One of the reasons we went to where we went was because I thought I'm unlikely to be recognised there, and I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but as I was flying, we were flying back. It was quite a late flight. And it was a bit touch and go as well, because there'd been... Here's another one for you. A French air traffic control strike, right? Yeah, which had I, knocked out every that. flight yeah. that was going back to Britain yeah. from Southern Europe, yeah. okay? And this guy that was sitting next to me actually had been affected by it. And he, he, he went to the toilet, came back, sat down. It was about 10 minutes ago. And uh, he sat down and he said, um, he said, I live in San Francisco. And I went, okay. And he was English. He said, but I listen to your show. He said, I love Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And he good. said, uh, I absolutely love it. He said, I can't, I can't get enough of the politics. Of the yeah. It's amazing. We had this look. I said, what are you doing in San Francisco? He said, oh, I don't do much now. He said, I had a tech firm and I sold it. Oh, man. And I look, and he's about 38 or something. Oh, so, you know. boy. And he so said, he's obviously but, made a pot of cash. He obviously has. Yeah. And, uh, but what happened to him, right? He'd flown, he'd gone, this is how you know he's loaded. He'd, go, he'd gone to Seville for a wedding. And one of the nice things about the Algarve it's only two hours from Seville. Yeah. So you can get really backwards and forth. You know that yeah. area pretty well, yeah, right? Yeah. So he'd flown to Seville to, to go to his mate's wedding. Um, and then, because BA had cancelled his flight, because the, the air traffic control strike had meant that they couldn't fly him back to London yeah. to get his onward flight to San Francisco, yeah. he drove or took a car to Farrow. Oh, gets Which on is an a easy, long way. Well, it's two hours yeah. from Seville. Not a drive, is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it? That's all it is. That's one of the th great things. Of course, about the it is. sorry, I'm thinking about it upside down. Yeah, of yeah, course it is. You just hours. go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Because Farrow's right at the bottom. Of well, Farrow's right at the bottom. You just yeah. literally, of course, it's it is. Sort of the nearest big city. Yeah. It's the same distance as Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, effectively. Right. Yeah. So he gets a driver to bring him to Farrow. Gets an easy jet flight. He's then getting uh, a couple of hours sleep at London and Heathrow. Yeah. Or sorry, getting from Gatwick to Heathrow, and then he's getting a Norwegian Airlines flight back yeah. to. Uh, uh, back to San Francisco. Norwegian Airlines, by the way. Yeah. Really good. They are really good, except yeah. that they're now, they've got a massive debt problem because oh. they've expanded. Well, that's why well, they're really good. Because yeah. they're not charging enough. Well, not only they're not charging enough, but actually, I mean, it depends on where you go and how you're traveling and all of that. Right. Because I looked at going with them one time um, when we were flying to LA yeah. with, the, with, the, with the family, so there's four of us. 
And if you include a baggage allowance and you include food, yeah, it's basically it it's it's like twenty five quid for each thing. Right. So suddenly it's two hundred quid each. Right. Going or two hundred quid going that way. Yeah. And it's two hundred quid coming back. You know what I mean? So, so I went for I went to New York with my wife mm. uh, for my fiftieth. So right. I pushed the boat out. We went like premium economy. Oh, yeah. I think they call it business, but it's effectively yeah, like yeah. premium economy. Yeah. And I have to say, I sort of booked it because it was it was miles cheaper than mm. any oh, really? stuff. Yeah. And then I started getting nervous, thinking, "Oh my god, maybe it's a disaster." They've also got free Wi-Fi, which is good. Yeah, but but they were fantastic. Yeah. Really nice food. I know we flew to Sicily yeah. with them, and it was really good. Everything on time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, really no, I, I I wouldn't take anything away from that. Yeah. But you know, um, the the point about um, you know, and I was thinking about this as I was doing it was you know we have problems flying around in Europe all the time. We have problems with people going on strike all the time. Yeah. You know, we get the, 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 the Calais port goes on strike. You know, people talk about, oh, it's going to be a nightmare up the M20. Well, we have that at least twice a year yeah. in the summer when the French yeah. just don't fancy working for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, it goes on all the time. It's no, not going to be any worse. And it'll carry on going on like that. Yeah, it will. Well, it will. So we're talking of strikes, though. Yeah. And I am astonished at how BA are letting themselves get absolutely dragged into mm. the mud on a regular basis yeah. now on all sorts of things and you said earlier that they've gone to the world's most shit airline yeah. and I, I, honestly I wouldn't dispute that no. they used to be it used to feel like you were flying a, that was a premium thing yeah. now I shudder when I get onto a BA yeah. flight you know you get charged for your cup of coffee yeah. the seats are all a bit tatty and crummy right. you know, there's no uh, sense of being on a premium experience and then as we found out this, this week you know your chances are your flight's going to get bloody cancelled yeah. at the last well, minute. Well, also, look at all the other problems they've had. I think twice this year alone, they've had baggage problems yeah. where their baggage system completely collapsed. Yeah. Um, where they lo- I mean, they admitted. Did you see that? You might have been away. Um, it was one of these tweet conversations, which was a bit like the Gerald Ratner thing. Yeah. Somebody had tweeted them to say, look, I'm really, you know, desperate to get my bag back. You lost it. I was on this flight, that flight was my honeymoon, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. And whoever was on the other end of the Twitter working for British Airways thought... They'd be funny. It's never a good idea. And they, they literally went something like, don't worry, um, it's only one of 150,000 bags that we lose every year. You're kidding me. I'm not joking. Oh my and God. I actually said, I went on the radio and I said, that means they're losing 3,000 bags a week. Bloody hell. Which turns out to be the real number. That's incredible. And you think, um, and of course, when you talk to people in the travel business, they say, yeah, but don't worry, because they actually carry millions and millions yeah. of bags a yeah. week. Yeah. That's still not the point, though. No. 3,000 a week is a lot That's of bags. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I, 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 was, I sort of fell victim to BA's abject lack of customer service once on a flight back from Vienna, which got cancelled, and was told at like 10 o'clock at night, so, there's, well, there's no other flights, yeah. you can't book you onto this. You can go if you want and stay at a hotel back in Vienna, right. 45 minutes away, but you've got to be here for five o'clock mm. in the morning right. for, to check in for a 6.30 flight or something like yeah. And I said, but, you know, it's going to take another hour there and they've got to get right. up at four. It's like, you know, I'm only going to get two hours, mm. Kip. And they said, well, you know, that's your problem. And um, you can otherwise sleep, you can otherwise sleep, you can sleep on the floor. On the floor. Which is what I did yeah. in the end. I slept on the floor in the yeah. departure lounge in Vienna Airport. It's and incredible, we, and it? you know, I was flying business class yeah. with BA. I, just thought, I, yeah. I had a gold card with BA. You know, they treat, you, they treat you like absolute mm. garbage. If well, this is the trouble. I mean, I've had some very good uh, relationships with BA over the years. You know, I used to know the PRs reasonably well. I don't know them so well now. 
Uh, but even as recently as when we went to do a Too Much show in New York, they gave us two free um, business class seats. Did they? Yeah, that there and back. They won't and then, do that. Uh, well, <laughs> we've we scuppered that. Well, I don't know if I have really, because I mean, I, I mean, I've never been one of those people that uh, has ever kind of taken anybody's you know hospitality yeah. and then done nice things for them. Yeah, sure. Because I take you've never done nice things. Well, it's not that I've never done them, but I you know I do them because I want to do them. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you about George Gordon, the. Um, Daily Mail's man in New York. He yeah. was brilliant. He was um, the first kind of proper foreign correspondent I really met. When I first went to New York, he had the white suit. You know, he was terribly sort of, yeah. um, you know, interesting. He lived, he'd been in, in Zimbabwe um, when it was still Rhodesia and covered it for the Daily Mail. Yeah. He smoked a cigarette. He used to drink gin and tonic. Yeah. And he wasn't uh, in any way, he was actually originally from the West Country. So he wasn't particularly posh, but he was, he was to me, he was the sort of icon that I wanted to be yeah. if I was a foreign correspondent, yeah. you know. And uh, we used to know this PR. We used to come into Costello's quite a bit. Um, and one or two of the guys had sort of, you know, shall we say, been quite friendly with her over different periods of time. <laughs> and she was the PR for Cunard. And every time the QE2 used to come into town, it was a big thing. And they'd have parties on board. They'd do a whole... I once went out on, a, on one of those tugboats um, yeah. in New York Harbour oh, and met the QE2 oh, out by the Verrazano Narrows Bridge and actually sailed... They, they, I mean, it's how clever they were for PR. They would, we, would, we would not be actually on the, on the ship at all, but they would put us on the ship as if we had been. Yeah. And you'd sail into New York. Amazing. And dock at, you know, Pier 53 or whatever it yeah, was yeah. on the west side. It was brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, um, she came in one day, right, and said to George... And they would also, they they take you out to international waters and give you free money to gamble with. You know, yeah. if you want it, you kept it. I mean, yeah, it was, amazing. I mean, forget about what the yeah. ethics of that were. <laughs> anyway, um, she said, George, I'm having a bit of trouble with the old, uh, you know, Cunard in London. And he said, well, why is that? And she said, well, you know, we've been pretty nice to you guys over the course of the last year or so. You know, we had we gave you a free cruise. But I mean, you, I mean sometimes you'd get a freebie yeah. back to Southampton, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, I used to get, my parents used to come over and I'd get them upgraded to like a stateroom instead nice, of yeah. an under, you know, underground yeah. cabin and all this. Yeah. And um, she said, there's only been three stories in the Daily Mail. You know, one was um, <laughs> the ship was being refitted in Germany, yeah. so, which was, you know, ratcheted up into some massive, you know, anti-German thing, <laughs> anti-British, you know. Yeah. The second one um, was when the... Uh, uh, the ship had basically stalled in the mid-Atlantic because the engines failed and yeah. it was, you know, drifting for a day or so. Yeah. And um, and he and they said today they're really not happy about today's story, uh, which is the one about how the head chef has got AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and quick as a flash, George just said, he said, "Well, just say to them, imagine how bad it would have been if you hadn't given me the freebies." <laughs> Thought, that's where I'm going to be. That's perfect. my attitude perfect. to freebies. You know, perfect. give me as many freebies as you like, yeah. but don't expect anything from me. Do Good not on. expect me to, to fucking sell you goods yeah, yeah. or tell everybody how great you are. Yeah. You know, and if something bad happens, yeah. we're still going to do it. I had a great freebie once from uh, from Virgin, which was a flight to a new hotel opening in New York, oh. and it was it was one. You know, sometimes you get on a you go on one of these trips and there's no razzmatazz about it. And, and, and also, it depends on who flat. else is on the trip so, as well. So on this trip, the minute you sort of got into it, you realised that this would, they would rolled out the red carpet. They everything out. Yeah. And they gave you kind of uh, VIP cards right. for all of these Ian Schrager hotels in the oh, States. Yeah. And it was a very, very swanky thing. Fabulous. Was it the Paramount? Was it wasn't the Paramount? No, it was, was, it? It was the Hudson. Okay. It was the Hudson. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, I was on my way to catch this Virgin flight, flying business class mm. with Virgin. 
and I looked at the ticket for the final time and I realised I'd screwed up the times completely instead of like I thought it was 16.40 or right. something like this yeah. and I'd sort of read that as 6.40 right. rather than because you do don't or 8.40 because you whatever. do and you I get it in your head up. and you get it in your head I was two hours late right yeah. and so I thought oh well that's it I'm completely screwed there's yeah. just no way Phoned up the uh, PR to apologise and right. said, look, I'm absolutely gutted, you can imagine, but I've, I've just arrived mm. at Heathrow and the plane's taking off in 10 minutes. Yeah. And she said, wait there, I'll call you back. Right. 30 seconds later, I get a call saying, run to the uh, to the VIP right. Virgin thing, right? So I run to the VIP Virgin thing, my ticket's waiting for me, but they look at my passport, stick me onto one of these um, machines, you know, the, the drive machine, the oh, go-karts, yeah. the yeah, buggies. Yeah. I tear just drive through. you out to the plane. There's a fella waiting to see my passport, right? right. Like, done yet? On yeah. you go like this. Through an area that I didn't know existed, right. which is obviously the VIP. That'd be the Meghan Markle lounge. And I and the plane is being held for me. Right. And I walk on, run onto this thing, and the captain's there saying, oh, thank you, Mr. We're so glad you can make it, Mr. Kelly. Here's, right. your, here's your seat. Here's your champagne. champagne. It happened within 10 minutes. Wow. So it shows, it shows you, you when they, they want do. to, they can. Oh, know. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely does. I mean, we, I had a, a very dissimilar, but quite similar situation. Craig once we were um, he was working in Belfast and I was working in, in Scotland so we would agree that we both fly out of Stansted that's probably the most sensible thing to do rather than flying to Faro you know separately yeah. so the plan was always that we'd fly down the night before um, stay in some local sort of Stansted airport hotel yeah. which would be pretty crap yeah. but we'd have a few drinks have a bit of a laugh you know get up early the next morning we had the same thing yeah. um, where we were convinced that the uh, the plane was going at something like 8.30 or something yeah. like that yeah and we talked about it all the night before. This yeah. is how, what time we'll get. Anyway, we go through, you know, you know when you don't, you probably don't know about this unless you've, you've done it with golf clubs. You put the golf clubs somewhere else, you have to put them in the, you know, the, the um, abnormal size. Abnormal size, size and all yeah. that. So yeah. it takes yeah. a bit more time. Yeah. Anyway, we go through. Um, and it's quite early in the morning, sitting there having breakfast. And uh, I'm looking up at the departure thing and I'm going, um, doesn't seem to be an 8.30 to Farrow. <laughs> I said, well, there's a fucking 7.30. And at this point, it was about 7 o'clock. Oh no! Or five past seven or something. Yeah. And we we take the tickets out. It's like Christ! And then we realised yeah. we had to get from. Well, maybe it was Gatwick. I think no, I think it was Stansted. We had to yeah. get on a train. Well, anyway. They've got the a shuttle. shuttle yeah. Stansted, yeah. So we had to get on the shuttle. Oh man! And at this point, we're just going. This is unbelievable. And yeah. we literally made the plane. It was an easy. You got trip. on it. Yeah. We managed to get on it you somehow. Were lucky, yeah. Because you know, one of the things they do now yeah. is, and this was a worry actually when I was coming back because of all the delays. 40 minutes before the flight goes, yeah. they shut the gate. They do. So but if you, you know get the secret, there, I'll tell you the secret. Yeah. Because a mutual friend of ours, Connor Hannah, who's, who's, oh, yeah, we talked whose about former before, girlfriend yeah. used to be a Concorde stewardess. Oh, yeah. So she was like the BA elite. Right. And he told me once that the, the trick is, if you've got checked baggage, so if you've got suitcases in the holes, yeah. you're fine. Because if you don't show up, they've got to take, got it, to all take off. it off. Yeah. So you can wander on at the last minute, right. no problem. Yeah. But if you haven't, if you've only got hand then luggage, you've got, you're, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny actually because EasyJet has seemed to have had quite a few problems of late with the drinking thing. Because I noticed for the first time, not because I'm in any way an alcoholic, <laughs> but because I was going to buy a couple of miniatures um, to take on the plane. Mm. Because you know, if you're on EasyJet. Sometimes it takes quite a long time to get a drink. Yeah. And so in the old days, what I would do is I'd say to, uh, you know, she must be a bit, I'd say, well, here's, you know, have, have, just have one of these until they get to you yeah. kind of thing. Because like I say, she gets a bit nervous. Yeah. So I go to, uh, to buy a couple of these miniatures. Um, and this is a Gatwick. And the woman sees my boarding pass, sees it's easy jet. She goes, I'll have to seal these up. 
You really? Yeah. yeah. Which I presume is EasyJet policy rather than Gatwick right. policy I because um, they're trying to discourage people from getting pissed basically well, before they get seal on. Seal it so you can't open it. So on you the can't plane. open it on the plane. Yeah. That's so they strange. give you a plastic bag, but right. they seal the plastic bag. Where were you flying to? Flying to Faro. This right. was just this summer. That's odd. Yeah, I know. Because I would. Think and I said to the woman, I said, "Is this new?" She said, "Yeah. Well, it's been in, in effect for a few months huh? because yeah. apparently." They've got so many different, many problems with with drunks. Yeah, you know there was a woman who was you know dragged off the plane. Yeah, who was absolutely That's right, I pissed that, yeah. because she threatened to break her son's legs or something. I know. Sure. I mean, it really is. I mean, just the the plot they do. I mean, I don't know what it is, and I'm not one. I tend to have to drive at the other end, so I very rarely actually drink yeah. when I'm flying. You know, um, and in fact, I was going to say to you that when I. Um, you know, you talk about me expecting to be treated well. I'm the one that does all the work. You know, when yeah. we flew back to Gatwick, right, I've got a show the next morning, Parliament's mm. reopening. We got into Gatwick at 11pm. Yeah. We parked the car, because it's easier than getting taxis, drove them back to Sussex, picked my car up, drove back to London to be ready to work in this morning. Got to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm up at 7, right? Aye. show finishes at 1 o'clock. Guess what I did then? Did I go home? Did I go and preen myself? What did you do, mate? I went to get the dog, who was in Uxbridge, right? And yeah. so I then had to spend about the next five hours on the road, you know, because I've got to go all the way around the M25. Getting the bloody dog. What was the dog doing in Uxbridge? Well, the dog goes home to where he came from, which is this uh, Labrador breeder. So he was with his mother and his brother, because right. he comes from a long line of very nice right. Labradors. Right? Do you think, it does it know its mum when it goes back? Oh yeah, really? definitely, yeah. yeah. And not only that, but when I drove into the farmyard, and he was outside, and they've got this quite big cage, yeah. um, he recognised my car. Really? He started jumping up and down, I didn't see anything like it. I does he get people, a bit tearful when it says goodbye to its mum? Oh, he gets, he didn't get, but he does get tearful when he's being driven to the kennel, because he yeah. knows he's going to the kennel. Yeah. He starts whimpering in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable, right? Yeah. But guess what else happened? Go on. I get to within 10 minutes of the destination Nation, and there's a big sign up says road closed and this is up near Uxbridge Hillingdon around there yeah. uh, and I've seen it before so I just kept going I thought I've only got to get to that farm over there it's yeah. only like another half a mile but they put a gate across the road right? Yeah, and there's a load of guys with hard hats on fucking HS2 uh, HS2 has shut the road and kidding. I said well how am I going to get I just want I said can I not drive through yeah. no mate You've got to go around full of diversion signs. 25 minutes later, yeah, yeah. having gone all the way around the houses. And it's the same part of, um, I think it's Hertfordshire, I guess there, is it? Or Middlesex, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, where I was, that very night, I watched the news. There was a guy from that same road who's had his business basically taken off him by the For HS2 it's, people. It's, and it's, I bet you it's not going to happen. It won't. Well, yeah. you, again, you might not have been here, but they, I think it was last week when yeah. they said it's going to cost an extra That's right. sort of 50, and three, five three years and an extra seven years. Seven years. So that means they won't be ready until 2037. What a joke. That's 18 years from now. What a joke. How can can't they, you build in 18 how, years? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could build the, yeah. the Death Star. They went to the moon you know, in eight years. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd build the Death Star. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure you could. Um, yeah. You know, I'd just go pop down to... What, oh, Papier-Mâché? Pop down to Reach PLC. <laughs> Papier-Mâché. <laughs> Would you know those few eight boxes? Have you ever had to suffer the ignominy of buying your kids that Lego, complicated Lego now? Yeah. I mean, when I had Lego, yeah, right. You made you, it up yourself, well, didn't you? Oh, you built a house about this big, you yeah. know, about you know maybe six inches yeah. high. Yeah. It was on a little base that was about you know yeah. size of a, a paperback book. Yeah. Or the, if you were really flash, you could get one of the big squares, That's right. which is slightly bigger than an album cover. Yeah. Now, yeah, you go into the Lego store. Yeah. I went into the one when I was in New York recently, and they you could build the Death Star with about a million pieces. It's about yeah. eight hundred quid. It's amazing. But I'll tell you what I hate about that is that. Lego, when I was growing up, we were growing up, 
You had to make it up yourself. Yeah. You know, no one was telling you, right, no, stick you're that not there and put that yeah. there. You're just making you know, a house. So it was all about the imagination, but yeah. now they've sort of... Now I sit... I get Lego for our kid, mm. and because he's five and he can't quite get all the bits together. So I end up just sitting there for an hour following these bloody instructions, right? And plugging Have it you ever together. stepped on it in the middle of the night? Oh my God, there's nothing. The it's only the thing biggest, worse... One of the biggest pains of all the time. The only thing worse is stepping on a three-point plug upside down. Yes. That's, that is bad news. Yeah. But Lego is a, a very close run. Yeah. Yeah. That's Nasty good. stuff. Well, we've reached the end again. Have we? Yeah. God, that flew We right. haven't even talked about... Um, what the hell is the state of the nation? We'll have to get oh back to God. that. Do you know what? It's next nice, week. Nice not to talk about. Actually, it, it is. It actually is. Yeah. Because um, I was going to ask you, ask you about Meghan Markle uh, yeah. before we go. Because <laughs> I have to say, as much as you know, Schadenfreude is not something you should encourage. <laughs> the idea that she is too busy uh, to go to Balmoral, <laughs> but isn't too busy to take time out from from looking after her own child. Yeah. Right. To piss off to uh, to the US Open yeah. to watch her good friend Serena Williams. Yeah. And then to watch her lose again. The papers here, right, did this great piece about how the, the, the Serena's manager's going, oh Christ, you know, we don't want her coming because, you know, when she watched her win, she lost. Yeah. She lost again. She's the bogeyman. She's the, she's the Jonah. I feel so, because Harry must be sitting there thinking, oh my God. I've Listen, you've got children, right? Yeah. Can you imagine your the mother of your children flying off never when the baby's four months old never for four days I mean jolly listen, listen I'm not saying that that sh- you shouldn't be allowed to do that but well, it's not very motherly is it it's well I mean look each unto their own mm. but I would say that attending a tennis match would probably fall out of the parameters of getting a free pass yeah I know? think you know it's a bit like him saying well I quite fancy going to watch the Super Bowl yeah you know she should have taken the baby with well, her why not Great yeah, photos. Exactly. Yeah. But instead, it's another bad move and it's yeah. another, you know, nail in the coffin of what used to be the world's most popular prince. Do you reckon this is going a, to wear British Airways? Is this a marriage that's going to last forever, do you think? No. 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 It doesn't feel like it's. I enough. think it will be done before we see HS2. Or <laughs> <laughs> possibly before we leave the European Union. Which is only a couple more months, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, Chris Grayling can draw up with divorce. Papers. Yeah, excellent plan. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>
I tear I'll just drive through. you out to the plane. There's a fella waiting to see my passport. Right. Like, like done yet. On yeah. you go like this. Through an area that I didn't know existed, right. which is obviously the VIP. That'd be the Meghan area. Markle lounge. And I and the plane is being held for me. Right. And I walk on, run onto this thing, and the captain's there saying, Oh, thank you, Mr. We're so glad you can make it, Mr. Kelly. Right. Here's your seat. Here's your champagne. champagne. It happened within ten minutes. Wow. So it shows, it shows you, you when they, they want do. to, they can. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Is this a marriage that's going to last forever, do you think? No. 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 It doesn't feel like it's... I enough. think it will be done before we see HS2. <laughs> <laughs> or possibly before we leave the European Union. <laughs>